Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty, today we have a really fun topic, a very interesting topic if you're a little bit weird and like all this uh, nutrition and fitness stuff like myself, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you somewhat enjoy the nerdy side of things. So today is all about reverse dieting. And you might, you, you've probably heard of reverse dieting. I'm sure you have if you're listening to this podcast. If not, I'm going to explain it all in the episode. And it is very interesting and probably not what you would expect it to be. I know I used to believe a lot of things about reverse dieting that I found out just were not true. And I was under the impression that it was a lot, uh, I don't know if I should say better than it is, because it's a good thing. It's a really good tool. But if you have high hopes of just being able to reverse diet your way to eating a bunch of food without gaining weight, I hate to break it to you, but that's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. So anyways, this episode, you will learn a lot, I hope, about reverse dieting and get some good takeaways, some good applicable things that you can start doing right away if you need a reverse diet. Not everyone needs one, but eventually if you're going through a fat loss phase, you will need some form of a transition into either a maintenance phase or a building phase, which that's typically what the reverse diet accomplishes. So without further ado, let's dig into the fun stuff all about reverse dieting. So what exactly is reverse dieting? It's something you've probably heard of, and there are a lot of pretty common myths and misconceptions around reverse dieting. A lot of people think that it's kind of a magical way that you can slowly increase your calories and eventually be able to eat 5,000 calories a day without gaining any weight. I know this is something that I used to believe is like, ooh, I just got to get to the point where I get lean and then I just reverse diet. I slowly add maybe 100 calories every week or two and my body's just going to continue adapting to that and eventually I'm going to be eating 5,000 calories a day and life is going to be great and I won't be gaining any body fat on that and it's just going to really ramp up my metabolism. And that is definitely not the case, unfortunately. Although I think if you got to the point where you were eating 5,000 calories a day, you probably wouldn't want to continue eating 5,000 calories a day. So aside from that, reverse dieting really is a way that you can slowly increase your metabolic rate. So there is some truth to this but it's a little little more complicated than just start eating more food and your body is going to continue adapting to that and you're just going to burn 5000 calories and maintain on that amount it's a little there's a little bit more to it than that so like i said typical reverse dieting is done through slow kind of methodical increases in food intake after a dieting phase which supposedly allows you to ramp up your food intake without gaining any fat, but it's not really the case. So the reason that reverse dieting quote unquote works is really because of one main thing. And that is when you diet for fat loss, your metabolism naturally 
down regulates. And this is 100% normal. It's not damaging your metabolism by any means. One interesting study that they have done, it's a pretty, pretty crazy study. Um, it's called the Minnesota Starvation Experiment, where they put people on very, this was in like a POW camp. So I guess that's why they were able to be <laughs> so brutal, but they, they essentially starved people. And at the end of the study, I believe it was a 12 week study. Don't quote me on that. Um, I believe at the end of the 12 weeks, their metabolism's really downregulated significantly. Um, but another 12 weeks afterwards of eating normally, their metabolisms were really pretty much back to normal. Um, and keep in mind, like throughout this kind of starvation period, at the end of it, they looked like they looked like Holocaust victims. Like it was, it was very intense. They were just skin and bones. So that should give you some peace of mind that you're not going to permanently damage your metabolism. If you can get to the verge of starving to death and your metabolism naturally upregulates again afterwards, like the people in this study, like what happened to them, then you're probably good going through your typical fat loss diet. Um, but yeah, like I said, you're not going to permanently damage your metabolism. Reverse dieting really works because your metabolism, again, naturally downregulates. And that's mostly from just being a smaller individual as you lose weight. You know, a smaller body is going to require fewer calories. Um, so as you lose weight, you're going to burn fewer calories and your body just gets more efficient with those calories. And think about it from like an evolutionary perspective, you know, like if you're out there, you know, chasing mammoths and running away from saber toothed tigers, your body is going to be pretty smart with, with calories. If there's not a bunch of food on hand and it's not getting calories in, your body's going to be like, okay, something's going on here. We got to be, got to be a little bit more intelligent with how we're using these calories. We're going to downregulate some things that aren't a hundred percent needed for survival. And maybe that's, you know, different things with like the reproductive system. You see that as a very common thing when people diet and get quite lean, their sex drive, just their sex drive, just tanks and, the their their body isn't prioritizing reproducing it's prioritizing surviving and you get more efficient with so neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis just think of it in simple terms it's all the little movements that you do throughout the day like right now i'm talking and i'm moving my hands like this is this is neat it's not formal exercise but it is general activity throughout the day that is going to burn calories um, and your body's going to get really smart with that. And it's going to downregulate some of that. And that's between that and just being a smaller person. Those are the two biggest things that lead to your metabolism slowing down or, or downregulating. So the cool thing about this, the, the very convenient thing, it would really suck if it didn't work this way is that this also works in reverse. So, you know, once the diet is over and you start eating more food, regardless of if it's from a typical, you know, reverse diet, or if it's just a regular maintenance phase, or just going back to eating normally after your diet, your body is no longer worried about starving to death. So it doesn't need to be quite as efficient with those calories. So in other words, 
your metabolism naturally increases once you start eating more food and kind of sending your body the the signs or the signals that it's not starving to death anymore. So the only downside with typical reverse dieting is that if you take too slow of an approach, you'll just slow the process of your body getting these signals that you're not starving and you just kind of inch your 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 calories up over time and your one one analogy I heard is it's kind of like you know you're in a house fire and so this house fire would be like a calorie deficit when you're dieting and you know like at the end of the the diet the house fire like you <laughs> this is this is hopefully making sense but you want to you want to get out of that house fire um, which is again the calorie deficit because you want to recover from the deficit after dieting and if it's the house fire you don't want to just kind of like slowly walk out or like get down on the ground and and crawl away you want to run away right so you want to get out of the deficit you want to get out of that house fire so you can recover um hopefully that (laughs) hopefully that analogy actually made sense because coming out of my mouth it didn't make much sense but hopefully you get what i'm saying if you're in a house fire get out of there don't just slowly walk away just like if you're in a deficit and you're wrapping up a diet you want to get out of there. You don't want to just slowly walk away where you're still getting burned from the deficit, aka house fire. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the biggest downside to typical reverse dieting is let's say as an example, you know, you diet and at the beginning of your diet, you're maintaining on 2000 calories. That's your kind of maintenance intake. Let's say down at the very end of the diet, you're at let's say 1300 calories, like we're, this would, you know, maybe be a smaller female, like this isn't a real life scenario, but you get the idea. So you're in like a, you know, a 700 calorie deficit, although your maintenance intake would have down-regulated, down-regulated a little bit at that point um, from the dieting. So you're maybe in like a 500 calorie deficit at this point. Let's say your maintenance intake dropped down to 1800 because again, you're a smaller person. Let's say you've lost a few pounds and your body's just more efficient with energy. You are going to burn fewer calories. So now you're in a 500 calorie deficit, even though you're eating 1300 calories, because again, your maintenance intake is now, let's say 1800 calories. So a typical reverse diet would be, okay, you know, this first week I'm going to go up to 1350 or wow 1350 calories and you know I'm really scared of regaining this weight so I'm just going to slowly inch my way up and the first week you're at 1350 guess what you're still in a 450 calorie deficit that is not going to be very good for recovering from the deficit and again a reverse diet the whole point is to get out of a deficit and recover from the diet Um, and then, you know, maybe a week goes by and you ramp up another 50 or, Ooh, maybe a hundred calories, but then still you're in a 400 to a 350 calorie deficit still. And so if you zoom out a little bit, this process can take weeks and months and that's weeks and months of continuing to be in a deficit when the entire goal is to get out of a deficit. So that is my kind of rant on why I'd think typical old school reverse dieting doesn't make sense in about 99% of scenarios. Um, So I think if, you know, and, and also not to mention 
making just kind of those tiny little increases in food by 50 calories, let's say, like that's really, really tedious. And considering the really high chances of human error and like food label discrepancies, it's probably not worth making those small of adjustments because even though you tracked 1350 today, maybe one of the foods you ate, the food label was off a little bit because they have, I think it's like a, a 20% um, allowment. Yeah, they're allowed to be 20% off essentially with, with food labels. So it's like, you could be, you, that could not even be accurate that day. So that's why for all of those reasons, I think it makes a lot more sense to follow kind of a modified reverse dieting approach that I like to use with with clients often. Um, and there's really three main steps to this. So the first step is we're going to get the heck out of that house fire. We're not going to take one step out of the door and be like, oh, everything is fine and dandy while our butt cheeks are still burning from the house fire. We want to get out of there. So we're going to increase our calories to our new estimated maintenance intake. And you can calculate this and stuff. But again, after after a diet, your metabolism is going to downregulate a little bit. So if we use our example from before, you started your diet at 2000 calories, you went down to 1300, let's say your new maintenance intake at the end of the diet was 1800 calories. And this is where I can't give you like a hard rule of like, ramp up to this amount of calories. This is why this is why shameless plug coaching is a thing and you have you have people with experience to take you through stuff like this. So if you want coaching, just saying you can apply in the description below and all of this would be taken care of for you. But anyways, back to the regularly scheduled programming, not a coaching plug, is you you do have to have some previous experience or take your your best guess. So, you know, if you started at 2000, got down to 1300, that's when I would go up to, you know, if you want to be a little bit more conservative, maybe you go up to 1,700 calories. Um, but if you want to be a little bit more aggressive with getting out of the deficit, you go up to 1,800 or even 1,900 calories. Like you, you have to make a decent bump in calories. I would say typically this is going to be usually anywhere from mm, 300 to 500 ish calories above where you ended your diet at. And keep in mind that after this increase in calories, you're most likely going to see an initial, I don't know, two to four pound increase on average, um, just on the scale, just because think about it, when you're eating more food, you're going to have more food in your digestive tract and your tummy, you're going to, you're going to have a little bit more food volume in your system. You're going to be holding on to a little bit more water. Because uh, when you're eating more carbs and you're eating more salt, that all causes your body to retain more water. So it's normal to gain a few pounds. It's not like, oh, you just jumped into this huge surplus and you're putting on pounds of fat a day. Don't look at it that way. It's normal. Go into it expecting, okay, I just wrapped up my diet and I'm 150 pounds. I expect after the first week or two of this kind of modified reverse diet, the actual smart way to reverse diet, if I do say so myself you're probably going to be up a, a good couple pounds. Expect that going into it because it is most likely going to happen if you're doing it the right way and not making these tiny little tedious increases. So that is step number one. 
make a decent bump in your calories, probably around three to 500 calories, depending on your situation, where you ended your diet at, etc. Step two is after the initial one to two weeks, if your body weight is stable, just staying the same, again, after that initial two to four-ish pound increase, or it's decreasing, again, after that slight increase, you need to increase your calories by about 500, or <laughs> excuse me, not 500, it's a bit aggressive, by about 50 to 100 calories or so. And this is when it's kind of like, kind of like the typical reverse dieting approach now. Now it's slower, more um, tedious increases, but we got out of the house fire, all right? We're, we're safe, we're safe, or at least close, um, close to being out of a deficit if we're not all the way out. And this is where we're going to take advantage of our metabolism being something that adapts over time. And so like we talked about in the beginning, if you're eating a little bit more food, your body's going to slowly adapt to that because just like when your metabolism downregulates and you burn fewer calories when you're dieting because you're moving less, you know, subconsciously your neat is down. So all those little movements, your body kind of shuts those down, um, just gets more efficient with energy. The same thing happens in reverse. When you're eating more food, you have more energy. So you're going to be a little bit more lively when you're talking. You're going to move your hands more. You're going to twiddle your thumbs and maybe blink a little bit more that might burn like 0.3 calories a day blinking i don't know <laughs> maybe it burns more than that i don't know um but just little little things like that you're gonna naturally burn some more calories throughout that so this is where we're taking advantage of that by slowly giving our body a little bit more food and getting to the point where we're kind of at the top end of our maintenance range because your maintenance intake is not one set intake. You have kind of a, a, dynam a dynamic range where you can, you know, as an example, you can maintain on, uh, let's say, 2,100 calories. There's a good chance you could probably go up to 2,200 calories and your body might maintain its weight on that because, again, those slow or those, those small little increases in how your body uses energy is going to help your body kind of adapt to that increase. So it's more of a range to look at. So you're kind of playing with that to get to the top end of that range. And then step three, the last step here is to continue just monitoring your body weight and your biofeedback, which is going to be things like your hunger, your energy levels, your performance in the gym, sleep, things like that. Um, and like I said, your body weight and your calorie intake. And then you just need to fine tune your calorie intake over time based on those factors that I mentioned and your average weight trend. And this is where you have to consider what the next goal is because you just got out of the diet. You lost some body fat. Are you wanting to go back into another diet and lose more body fat? If so, you want to just sit <clears throat> around maintenance. So again, it's a range. You, you want your body weight to be remaining relatively stable for a decent amount of time. There's no one-size-fits-all approach that you have to do a maintenance intake of three months after dieting for three months. I've heard things like that, but really it comes down to your biofeedback, when your hunger is in a good spot, when your energy, performance, sleep, everything is in a good spot where you can go back into a fat loss phase without running into issues. Because if you don't wait long enough, you are going to jump back into a fat loss phase and you're going to instantly hate life and 
it's going to be really hard to stick to your diet because you just got done dieting and you're not fully recovered from that. Whereas if your goal is building muscle, you might want to just kind of continue this approach, you know, with slowly ramping up your calories until you're gaining weight, which is typically for a building phase to stay relatively lean, but be able to maximize muscle growth. This is going to be gaining around one to 2% of your body weight per month. So look at it on average over time, there's going to be ups and downs, but on average, around one to 2% of your body weight per month. So if you're 150 pounds, this is going to be gaining roughly a pound and a half to three pounds per month to really maximize muscle growth while staying lean. If you're newer to lifting weights and you have more quote unquote newbie gains to make, I would lean towards the higher end of that and gain weight a little bit quicker because you have more potential to build muscle. Whereas if you're more experienced, you don't have as many of those newbie gains to make, I would aim towards or and or you would just like to stay pretty lean throughout your building phase, I would aim towards the bottom end of that range. So around 1% of your body weight, if you're 150 pounds, around a pound and a half per month. So hopefully throwing around all of those numbers makes a lot of sense and you're, I'm not, not losing you. I don't want this to turn into um, math class or anything. So that is my kind of spiel, the three steps on what I think is the best approach to reverse diet. So kind of in conclusion, to wrap things up, the TLDR is instead of slowly and meticulously just increasing your calories after dieting from your very lowest point and just slowly adding 50 to 100 calories every week or every other week, you're much better off making an initial larger increase to your calories up to your new estimated maintenance intake, which is most likely going to be slightly lower than where you initially started your diet. And you want to do that right off the bat, then continue monitoring your weight and adjusting your calorie intake accordingly based on how things are trending and your goal. So really when it comes down to it, there, there's nothing magical about this reverse dieting isn't this fancy magical system a lot of coaches will use it as a method of oh my client came to me and she was eating 1200 calories and now she's eating 2500 calories and she's leaner a lot of that is bs and or throughout the vast majority of that time they were still in a deficit and then they took a picture at the first day they were on 2500 calories and the before and after is all cool because 1200 calories to 2500 even though if they continue eating at 2,500 calories, they're, they're going to gain some body fat. So just be aware of things like that. There's nothing magical about it. You're simply giving your body more food, which allows it to kind of turn off the metabolic down regulations that were happening during the diet and your metabolism is an adaptive thing. So you can push those boundaries and lead it to adapt a little bit more in the upward direction up to a certain point. So, and, you know, to be fair, slow and meticulous increases in calories when doing more of a traditional reverse diet will eventually lead to this, but it'll just take more time and you're kind of just sitting in the house fire or on the porch of the house fire that's happening <laughs> behind you at that point. So that is my spiel on reverse dieting. I hope all that made a lot of sense. I hope that was helpful. And if you have any questions around all of this 
fancy reverse dieting stuff. If you need any guidance, I am here to help you whenever you need it. You reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, email me, whatever. I'm always happy to just give you some free advice, answer any questions you have, and stay tuned in because we'll be back next week with another episode. Not sure what it's going to be about yet, but I'm sure it will be something fun to chat about. So hope you have an awesome rest of your day and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.